Good day. You're listening to the 65th edition of Free City Radio. I'm your host, Stefan Christophe in Montreal. Um, thanks for listening. Uh, today on the program, I'm going to be speaking with Mohammed Sabir Sadaf, uh, who is an academic and also a worker based in Istanbul, Turkey. Mohammed is from Afghanistan. I had the chance to meet him uh, on a visit to Istanbul in early September. Um, I recorded a conversation with him about the political crisis in Afghanistan, but also how that has sparked a refugee crisis. Um, I thought it would be important to hear uh, Mohammed's uh, perspective, given his position in Turkey. Um, his uh, focus uh, academically is looking at the ways that uh, brain drain has affected Afghan society over the last 20 years, um, meaning that so many people uh, who either uh, initially had studied in, in Afghanistan um, uh, were forced to leave uh, due to persisting conflict or people from uh, the millennial generation uh, had to leave Afghanistan to seek education. As asylum seekers first or as international students, there's many different situations, of course. Um, Mohammed has been um, in Turkey uh, working on a degree for some time about the subject of brain drain and how that affects Afghan society. Um, recently, Mohammed has been documenting the situation facing uh, Afghan refugees in Turkey, and specifically also looking at the ways that uh, Afghan refugees are instrumentalized within the Turkish political context, the ways that both the governing um, uh, party, AKP of Erdogan, has instrumentalized um, the relationship between the European Union and Turkey in relation to refugees, both from Afghanistan, but also from Syria, um, playing this political buffer role. And in the contemporary context, there's been a lot of hype about this um, uh, political crisis in Afghanistan and how that has created uh, more refugees. Um, so Mohammed actually visited the regions in the far east of Turkey where uh, there is supposedly a wave of Afghan refugees. Um, and uh, as you hear in this conversation, we found uh, that, uh, well, Mohammed describes that the situation is much less severe than the mainstream media and political parties, including the main nationalist um, um, opposition party in Turkey, have made out uh, the situation to be. So uh, I thought it'd be important to hear directly from a young Afghan in, in Istanbul, in Turkey, about the current refugee crisis of uh, Afghan asylum seekers, what that means in Turkey, what that means for refugee rights, uh, how are refugees being instrumentalized politically in Turkey, uh, and also just perspectives um, given that Mohammed's family is in Afghanistan, perspectives about what the uh, government of the Taliban means for um, a working family in, in Kabul, in Afghanistan. Uh, we recorded this conversation recently, uh, a few weeks ago, and uh, I wanted to share it today um, here on Free City Radio. 
This is the 65th edition, and I will share uh, my conversation with uh, Mohammed Sabir Sadaf uh, in uh, Istanbul. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today about um, not just the political and economic situation in Afghanistan, but how it's affected the diaspora. Uh, you're joining us from Istanbul, where there are many um, Afghans uh, that are living uh, in the context of the recent events, um, but also over the last two decades, many people have uh, migrated, not just to Turkey, but to, to Europe. So, well, first, just say hi. And if you can please uh, introduce yourself, that would be great. Uh, first of all, thank you for having me. I am uh, Mohammed Savir uh, Sadat from Afghanistan. I am living here in Turkey, and I am researching on uh, Afghan refugees. Okay, um, yeah, just uh, we, we got a chance to meet in Istanbul, and briefly just share with us what your research is. Yeah, uh, I uh, now try to work on uh, Afghan brain drain after the collapse of the previous government and uh, thousands of people who were educated, who were working in Afghanistan, professionals, probably they will leave Afghanistan and mostly they will go through illegal ways to uh, get out of Afghanistan, especially their route will be here from Turkey. So mainly they will stay here in Turkey from here. Maybe they will go to European countries. So I tried to work on this topic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think often people don't consider this point in re relationship to migration. Just the fact that um, Europe has benefited a lot from the fact that many people um, are forced to leave Afghanistan, you know, after fi finishing education, um, after going through that process, whether it's in sciences or humanities, um, how important is it, do you think, for people to understand the ways that brain drain has affected Afghanistan and how that relates to migration? Well, as you know, it takes a long time to educate a person and it has, I know, a lot of expenses to uh, make uh, a professions to the society. So in the last 20 years, thousands of thousands of people have educated, not in Afghanistan, but in foreign countries. And they went back to Afghanistan to serve uh, their country. And uh, now uh, those people uh, are not working in the government uh, and they are not allowed to work with the government of Taliban regime because uh, they were considered as a, you know, as a previous government. And so they don't have a right to work with the new government. So they are now obliged to leave the country and have a new life in other countries. Often uh, the current situation in Afghanistan uh, is really uh, isolated from the last 20 years. Um, can you talk about why it's important for us to understand recent events in Afghanistan and how that affects 
um, you know, your generation and other uh, younger generations, um, how the current situation relates to the NATO uh, military in intervention 20 years ago, because often it's just talked about as if it's an internal Afghan dynamic, not related to this larger um, international dynamic. Uh, well, uh, 20 years ago, after 9-11, as you know, the U.S. and its allies decided to invade Afghanistan. And But uh, I think they have failed in Afghanistan because in 20 years, the same groups, they are now in government. I mean, the Taliban, uh, who the Americans uh, demolished their regime, and now they are now back in the government and they have the full control of Afghanistan. And also the U.S. and uh, uh, NATO uh, wanted to bring human rights to Afghanistan. They wanted to bring democracy to Afghanistan. They wanted to finish, eradicate, you know, uh, opium cultivation in Afghanistan. But uh, nothing has happened. Now Afghanistan produced more than 90% of world's uh, opium. So it means uh, they have did something like nothing uh, for Afghanistan. They have left everything there for Taliban. Uh, and also uh, people are very desperate. They don't believe anyone, not America, not uh, European countries or NATOs, because thousands of people have worked with them, helped with them, and risked their lives uh, to uh, help them. But now NATO, US left those people in Afghanistan, and now those people are in, uh, living in danger and their lives are in risk as Taliban are uh, looking to uh, their uh, homes and go, they are searching them who have worked with previous government, especially translators or uh, high-level officials. Uh, so everyone's are right now living in uh, fear in Afghanistan. So um, when you talk about the impacts of the current situation. Um, you, you said that that NATO forces and US forces left their equipment there and left a lot of military um, material. Can you can you speak about this a bit more? Well, uh, as Afghanistan uh, has uh, over 300,000 uh, military personnel and there were, were more than $80 billion equipments uh, of military equipments. Now, uh, those equipments left in Afghanistan and they will left to Taliban. And now they can use those equipments maybe against uh, any countries. And also recently we have seen some videos that those equipments, military equipments are smuggled uh, to Pakistan, Iran, uh, and some other neighboring countries. And also, uh, there are uh, heavy uh, weapons in Afghanistan, maybe in, in the next five to 10 years, if the Taliban and government, there will be a big destruction, not for Afghanistan, but maybe for the 
other European or Western countries. When, when you uh, speak to your, your family and your friends now in Afghanistan, what are, what are they telling you? Uh, what are some points that you feel are important to communicate with people um, internationally, outside? Let me tell you one thing. Uh, last time, my younger, the youngest uh, sister uh, wanted my mother to call me. And uh, when uh, she called me, he said, do you know uh, Lala? We say Lala means bigger, uh, elder brother. I say, yeah. Uh, do you know Taliban has come? Yeah. And so I asked, are they good people? He said, no, they are not good people. And, uh, and then I asked him, do you fear from there, afraid of them? Yes, I am afraid. So even children are uh, uh, psychologically uh, living in fear. Um, so it is uh, obvious that normal people are also living the same situation in Afghanistan. They are living uh, in fear. Uh, and because they know Taliban as uh, they have governed Afghanistan 20 years ago, they uh, never wanted uh, girls to go to schools. They never wanted women to work uh, anywhere outside uh, of their home. And they have uh, they were beating women uh, 20 years ago. And also right now, maybe you have seen some videos that they are hitting uh, women so uh, people are uh, really uh, living in uh, fear right now uh, because of uh, Taliban. And also there are some other crises uh, are in Afghanistan, such as, uh, you know, banks are closed. People are living uh, out of cash. And there is a big economic crisis in Afghanistan right now. Borders are closed uh, uh, foods prices were hiked uh, there so now people are trying to sell their uh, you know uh, uh, home stuffs uh, to make some cash in order to have their expenses or uh, food uh, for their family so this is a very uh, tough situation right now there so in this context um, a lot of people are migrating from Afghanistan often when the world speaks about a refugee crisis, they don't really have a picture of the concrete economic personal uh, situation that people face. Um, it's often talked about the migration points of crisis are talked about, and we hear politicians speaking, um, you know, how is uh, the government of Germany reacting? How is the British government reacting? But we don't hear directly from the voices of people who are migrating themselves, who are refugees. Um, why do you think it's important to hear directly from the voices of people who are impacted? Not just their story of difficulty, but to hear the whole context and the motivation and the reasons that uh, they feel it was unstable, you know, or in your case, why you felt it was important to leave? Uh, well, uh, first of all, uh, let's uh, come to our neighboring countries uh, like Pakistan, Iran, and Tajikistan, Uzbekistan, and Turkmenistan. They all uh, said that we don't accept anymore any refugees from Afghanistan. 
So uh, now people are stuck between borders, between these borders, and also between Iran and uh, Turkey. And Turkey now people are very sensational about uh, uh, refugees. Uh, as you know, uh, last two months um, here in Turkey, the opposition party are provocated people that before the collapsing of the previous government that millions of Afghans are coming from our eastern border from, you know, Iran. So there will be a new uh, refugee crisis in Turkey. So now people are very, uh, you know, sensational about uh, Afghan ref refugees, especially in Turkey. And uh, yesterday, Mr. Erdogan also said that we don't accept anymore any refugees from Afghanistan because we are all, uh, already full. It's the European and the US responsibility uh, to take uh, responsibility of Afghan refugees. But uh, the main uh, thing is here that people, the immigrants, the refugees are hit by these decisions. Uh, but uh, last month, uh, we went to, you know, uh, one province, eastern province of Turkey. Uh, and uh, because here in Istanbul, people are very sensational about refugees. So we went to uh, one uh, province in order to see what's happening there. Are there really mil uh, thousands of people uh, coming from uh, Iran every day. So we were there for uh, after three days, we find some Afghan refugees who uh, came from Iran recently. So we met with them. They said that how hard it is to get into Turkey uh, and uh, uh, how uh, uh, the people are behaving, local people with them. And uh, so there aren't the, the things that were uh, uh, said in media that millions of people are coming. After three days, we found some people. And with the local people say that uh, Afghans are not our problem. We have some other uh, problems mm -hmm. uh, to be solved. Uh, mm -hmm. Afghans are not our problem. We mm -hmm. went to university and they said, no, before it was last year and previous years, there were much more Afghans or other countries, refugees were coming from this, uh, uh, from Iran to mm. Turkey. Now it's much more less than previous uh, years. Uh, so that is not what you have seen in media. So after that, uh, we uh, uh, have seen some desperate people from Afghanistan, uh, women, especially children, uh, who were uh, recently came there and had no money, had no place to live. Uh, so uh, they don't know what to do, what to do or, or they uh, can't see their future uh, because uh, Turkey say we don't accept you, Iran say we mm -hmm. don't accept you. So they were stuck between borders here. Wow. So... Uh, you actually went to the, the far eastern border of Turkey to speak with people directly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and yes. the picture that you, you, you got, um, uh, because um, obviously Turkey has, you know, as you've talked about, but Turkey has played a really important role as a geographical point between Europe and Afghanistan or Iran first and Afghanistan. Um, why is it important to actually 
um, speak about like specifics. I mean, and what I mean is that you actually went to the border area and saw for yourself about the situation. Um, often when we hear politicians speaking about the Afghan refugee crisis, Erdogan and Turkey included, um, it's very sensational, but not based on this sort of human experience. Why is hearing about the more human experience on the ground uh, important from your point of view? Well, uh, first of all, as you know, Turkey has uh, more than uh, 4.5 million uh, Syrian, uh, Iraqis, and Afghan refugees living here in Turkey. Uh, and uh, uh, the people, especially the people, because uh, they are very sensational about refugees and uh, new elections are coming maybe in Turkey in recent uh, time. So the right now the government is afraid of losing the, you know, the elections maybe. Uh, so therefore, they, uh, the government shows some hard stance uh, against uh, uh, refugees, especially about Afghans right now, because they fear that after the coming of Taliban, uh, maybe uh, millions of uh, Afghan refugees uh, will come to Turkey and it will make another big price for Turkey, uh, uh, especially for the uh, government uh, because of the elections so now therefore they are uh, making a tough stance against the refugees and the opposition party of turkey is also making getting advantage of this refugee and they are using this uh, as a political uh, tool uh, for their upcoming uh, election here in Turkey. That was a conversation with uh, Afghan researcher and uh, uh, worker uh, based in uh, Istanbul, Turkey, uh, Mohammed Sabir Sadaf. We spoke a few weeks ago about the persisting refugee crisis um, in uh, Turkey and globally facing Afghan refugees. Uh, as you heard in the conversation, Afghan refugees in Turkey have been politically instrumentalized uh, quite significantly in the last months since the political crisis in uh, Afghanistan has unfolded with the uh, rise in power on the part of the Taliban. So I thought it'd be important to hear directly from an Afghan refugee uh, himself uh, speaking uh, to us from uh, Istanbul where he lives and works and studies. Thank you so much to uh, Mohammed for being on the program today. Uh, really appreciate it. This has been the 65th edition of Free City Radio. It is Tuesday, the 26th of October. I'm your host in Montreal, Stefan Christophe. You can uh, find us on the podcast platforms, uh, Apple Podcasts, Visit also our SoundCloud page, uh, soundcloud.com slash freecityradio. You'll find a bunch of music mixes up there um, and a bunch of different material um, that uh, I hope you will enjoy. Um, of course, this is a podcast that is basically done uh, out of love for the guests, for the issues that are being addressed. Um, it's a lot of work. Uh, but I do definitely appreciate uh, sharing these voices uh, with you, these connections from around the world 
Um, and so I just ask uh, if you can please um, share uh, the uh, link with anybody you might uh, think is interested in hearing uh, this podcast. Um, I really put a lot of time into the guests and um, you know speaking with different people. Uh, so it'd be super appreciated if you could spread the word, even if it's just to a friend who you think might be interested. Thank you so much. Um, so to go out, I'm going to go to a piece of music by Hossein Alizadi, um, who's a great um, Iranian musician. Um, and this is a piece called Mahtab. This has been Free City Radio, and I will be back next Tuesday with another interview. And uh, I hope you're well, and I'll talk to you soon. Take care. Thank you.
Thank you.